Hello, hi, I hope you are well. I cannot wait to tell you um, how God moved in Honduras. And I've had so many people reaching out and, and just saying they want to hear more. I've been working on it, so thank you for your patience. A big shout out to all of you who helped us get there. It would not have been possible. We had to raise between uh, $1,500 and $2,000 to get there. Um, we came right at that amount and we praise God. Um, things were incredible and uh, hard to describe as it was with our trip to Kenya in February. But more specifically, in case uh, you didn't know about it, we were in Honduras for a four-day trip at the end of April, uh, spanning into the first day of May. Very short trip, but very packed. And I just can't wait to show you uh, exactly what happened. So let's, uh, let's dig in, because I do have some video and I do have some pictures just to kind of paint this picture for you. This first video is when we arrived at the crusade. So this is an area that has been, frankly, ravaged by gang violence. This is San Pedro Sula, Honduras. It's an area where gangs across the street from this field where we were ministering, uh, actually on either side of the street, there are rival gangs in this area and they have been wreaking havoc and tormenting people for years. Uh, people have been killed for crossing the street. And uh, that just was the, the backdrop for us getting there. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about how I got here as we click through some of these images. One more kind of uh, video pan here of the crowd. These folks are in a field that is abutting a street and if you look behind them, you can see a fence line there. That's where the street is. So there are rival gangs on either side of this street. And several years ago, since these rival gangs have been fighting for territory, there were busloads of people um, that were coming home and they were fired upon by gang members. And this was this field literally was the scene of a massacre. People had been mowed down by gangs uh, on these buses that were bringing people home. And there is a mural on the, uh, behind this field, behind where the folks are standing here, there's a mural dedicated to those who were killed. So this is the context that we were coming into. Folks here were really, really weary. They were worn out by violence and fear, and they were looking for hope. Many of them are Christians or Catholics, some of them um, were dealing with all manner of physical ailments and health issues, and they came. Um, we saw a couple thousand people come on two nights of crusades each night, and um, we wonder if more people would have come if there wasn't such a, a fear factor. I mean, literally, the stories we were told were, if the lookouts on either side of this street saw someone cross the street from their territory into the enemy gang territory, what we were told is those lookouts would tell the gang leaders and the gang leaders would put a hit out on the people who crossed into enemy territory. That is the environment that these folks are living in. San Pedro Sula over the course of the last decade has been called one of the most violent cities in the world. We didn't see any violence. We did see plenty of armed guards. Our hotel was guarded by guards. 
You could not enter properties without seeing people with assault rifles. Uh, one particular church where we had the pastor's conference, when we got there, we pulled in. Someone was holding a assault rifle guarding the church. But this is, this is what the results were. People were flooding the altar. So my friend Steve Fado from Knoxville, Tennessee, invited me to come with him. He's been doing this since the 70s. He's been to more than 80 countries. He, in Colombia alone, has ministered in more than 100 cities. He has been in Central and Latin America for decades doing this work, crusades in open air venues, and uh, working with local churches and local pastors. Uh, the fellow you see holding this camera in the video here, that is Carlos. He's a pastor in San Pedro Sula. He's the fellow that actually drove me to our hotel when we arrived. Um, we met several pastors who, you know, they're honestly in a, in a war zone, ministering to people who are in poverty, ministering to people who lose loved ones, children to gun violence. Uh, a fellow that I know, Raphael, who was mainly with us the whole trip, uh, lost his son to gun violence. His other son had been beaten. He showed me pictures of his son who had been beaten because he refused to join the gang. I mean, these folks are under extraordinary pressure and stress. And while I was there, I even had a, a vision of a pastor looking down the barrel of a gun and just ministered to this one particular pastor, Sergio Aguilar. I ministered to him and told him that the Lord is calling him to take a stand, to stand in the midst of the storm and stand on faith, stand on behalf of the people, shepherd the people through this thing. I mean, they need an extraordinary um, comfort. So. Two nights of crusades, we saw thousands of people come, uh, hundreds of folks came to the altar to receive Christ as their savior. We saw uh, another couple hundred people experience physical manifestations of the love of God in terms of healing. Uh, people were saying that they felt burning sensations where they had tumors and they believed that the Lord had shrunk and, and destroyed the tumors, cancerous tumors. We had people who had immobilized limbs, arms that were not moving or, or were extraordinarily painful uh, that were healed. We had people who could not walk that were healed, that were lame, and now they're walking. We had uh, one particular pastor was driving us to a, a church, driving us back to our hotel, and he was telling us that he was healed, his arm. He could not lift his arm prior to the service, and he was healed. So. God really showed up in a magnificent way. And it was just so moving because when you see God's children who are being oppressed in ways that we're not familiar with, particularly in America, and to see how Jesus just pours out his love on them because they're drawing near to him and he draws near to them. And he proclaims his name. He proclaims his character. It is a beautiful thing in this type of of environment because these folks they've got not much of anything to stand on I mean they're not they're not tempted by their jobs to idolize their work they're they're making a thousand dollars a month is is doing really well if you're making a thousand American dollars a month in Honduras you're doing really well that would qualify you as as middle class which they really don't have much of a serious middle class most folks are just scraping by you know fighting to get by. They don't have a whole lot. So let me pass, pass on to the slideshow. This is Steve, Steve Fado. Steve was saved during the Jesus movement. Uh, Steve has been saved for since in, uh, the 70s, said he immediately left everything and went into ministry. 
started a house church over the years. He started a church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, he started a church in um, Alabama, in Montgomery. He is now in Knoxville, Tennessee, where he recently um, passed the pastorate over to someone. But he is a true evangelist. He's a prophetic evangelist. He would hear, uh, the Lord is healing you of, 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 of cancer. And he would speak it out and people were getting healed of cancer. He really operates in words of knowledge, operates in great words of wisdom. Uh, he's a father of the faith and he's been a cool fellow to get to know and uh, has invited me to go with him in the future, which, you know, we pray that you can continue to support us in whatever way you feel the Lord would lead you. But he is a man who has done this over the course of decades and I learned a ton traveling with him. Uh, you see the fella here to his left. That's Dennis. Dennis was our interpreter and Dennis is a preacher. He's a pastor. And so, you know, when you're waiting for him to give the Spanish version, of what you say, you're hearing him preach it. He was a phenomenal interpreter. Here are just some images from the crusades. We had two crusades. The night we arrived and the next night we had open air crusades in San Pedro Sula. And here's another image here of the altar call. And so Steve would have me come and release a prophetic word. Uh, and so that's what I would do. And then I would minister to the crowd. That's a picture of myself, of course. Um, that's probably where I was speaking a prophetic word to the crowd. Uh, initially, just prior to Steve taking the platform in order to release a message. And it was truly an opportunity to just minister to people prophetically and speak over their lives, speak into their lives, speak into their future to encourage them, edify them. Uh, this is where I minister at a church called La Familia. La Familia is in San Pedro Sula. I was invited there on the day that turned out to be their 20th anniversary, which I didn't know before I got there. And I was so humbled. I'm like, oh my goodness, they don't even know me. And they're allowing me to preach on their 20th anniversary. So I was, I was extremely humbled by that and uh, prophesied and ministered to so many people there. Again, they, you could feel the heaviness in St. Pedro Sula. You could feel the heaviness in people. They are just so weary. And uh, this particular woman, I believe I was ministering to her. She had a doctor's diagnosis, and we were just speaking healing and uh, encouragement over her life. And so um, that was at La Familia. Actually, I'll get to this video in a second. Let's go through the slideshow one more time. I'm going to click forward here. Uh, La Familia. And so that... <laughs> yeah, so this is the outreach director for Steve Fado. And so he's been following Steve. He's been ministering alongside Steve for decades. This is Javier. Javier lives in Costa Rica, and Javier was translating for me at La Familia as I was speaking. Uh, Javier and Steve are asking me to consider traveling with them um, more frequently. In fact, going ahead of Steve into cities, prophesying and ministering to the churches and the pastors, stirring up the gifts of God, stirring up the gift of evangelism, stirring up pastors to reach their neighbors prior to the crusades. And so that's something that we're praying over uh, in our family right now. So I praise God for these guys. I mean, Javier and Steve have been working together doing this for such a long time and they're doing it, you know, when a whole lot of people aren't noticing. Uh, Javier travels all over the world to build the coalitions of the churches in the different nations where Steve goes and ministers. And so Steve has been traveling now monthly. Uh, he goes to a different nation and Javier sets all of this stuff up by building coalition. They have such uh, great relationships now in, in various countries like Honduras, Guatemala, uh, Nicaragua, Peru, Colombia, Chile, uh, Costa Rica, uh, Mexico, 
uh, Argentina. They have so many different um, churches and pastors that they've ministered alongside over the years that they have a, a waiting list. These folks are reaching out saying, can you come back? Can you come back uh, to where you came six years ago? Can you come back to where you were 10 years ago? And so Javier will travel from nation to nation, city to city, talking to the pastors, building that coalition, asking them what it is they desire. Uh, and then they pray it through, like, Lord, would you have us to go there? Do we have an open door? And, and so just to see how over the decades they've built coalition in the broader global body of Christ is, is incredible. And it's, it's truly a teachable uh, scenario for someone like myself. So this was at Ministerio Internacional, uh, International Ministry in uh, a suburb or a city that was um, in the area of San Pedro Sula. This particular place, they call it the stadium. They call it the stadium because they have 20,000 seats in this venue. And so it is one of the largest churches in Honduras, if not the largest in the San Pedro Sula area, Ministerio Internacional La Coseca. Coseca, Coseca is uh, an area near uh, San Pedro Sula. And so Steve and I and Dennis here, you see us uh, ministering. This is another opportunity Steve gave me to prophesy into the atmosphere. I'm actually gonna play that video for you in just a little bit so you can hear what the Lord had me speak over the people and how they received it. Uh, they received the prophet's reward, it was incredible. But yeah, what an opportunity to minister to people. And so what ended up happening was we had altar call and, and people were getting saved. I mean, look at this crowd. So it was on a Sunday night, the Sunday morning services at this church, because the church is so large, the Sunday morning services are only for the leaders of the church. And then the afternoon services where we were uh, is for everyone else. And so. Uh, they said it was a light night. I think they had 7,000 people in the building that particular night. But hundreds of them came to the altar. Uh, dozens came to Christ. Most of the folks there were saved, but we had a few dozen come to Christ. You might even see a person that's laying in the spirit on the floor. Many people came to receive ministry, the ministry, ministry of healing. And uh, we, we saw deliverances as well. Uh, demons were being cast out. And so I'm there on the floor, you can't see me, but I was ministering among the people who were coming to the altar, uh, ministering, healing, laying hands, prophesying, speaking into people's lives, and, and we saw God moving powerfully in these folks' lives. And they are just so precious. Every human being we know is precious, but it's like to see it when you go to a different nation, there's a different texture, a different flavor, so to speak, of the kingdom of God, and to see God's glory in each individual who looks nothing like you, they speak a different language, it is truly uh, inspiring to see the beauty of God and how we're seeing really a taste of heaven because we know all tribes, nations, peoples, and tongues will be there uh, giving all glory to God when we're in glory. So it's a wonderful thing. I want to play this video for you real quick so you can just hear this word that I spoke over the folks at Ministerio Internacional uh, in Coseca, uh, Honduras. And here we go. Good evening, everyone. Buenas noches a todos. We are all one family. Todos somos una familia. It's a privilege to be with you tonight. Y es un privilegio estar con ustedes esta noche. And before I came up here, I heard something. Antes de venir, escuché algo. I heard a roar. Yo escuché un rugir. And I was reminded of the verse of scripture. Y me recordé de una escritura. In Proverbs 28, verse 1. En Proverbios 28, versículo 1. Where the word of 
So I think you get the point there. Uh, my my shout out really goes out to Steve Fado. He didn't have to invite me, um, but he he sees something in our ministry, and um, I just praise God for his friendship. I uh, give him all the credit, and uh, I'm not going to pretend to say that our ministry is at a point where we're planning crusades across the world. We're learning, uh, and we are really just wanting to serve. So. Again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, we had our intercession team, our intercessory prayer team praying as I was there. I sent some messages requesting prayers, specific prayers. It was fun. Uh, and of course, your, your support, your encouragement go a long way. So God bless you. We can't wait for the next trip. We don't know where that's going to be yet, but we do know the Lord has us building an altar in our city, Greensboro. At Desire Worship, we saw an outbreak of healing and um, deliverance at our most recent meeting. We're looking to increase the consistency and the frequency of those meetings. And so uh, keep an eye out for that and ear out for that. But we're just so excited about what God is doing. Uh, we do really rely on your support and your love and your faith as we just go with what God's doing. Thank you again. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.